Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, January the 10th, 2022. So glad to have each of you on today. Good morning, everyone. Rebecca, Paula, Molly, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, so hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, and uh, I did. It was a good weekend. Pretty quiet, but good. Low-key. And... Um, Felt a lot better, so that was good. A healthy weekend is always a good thing. <laughs> so, so that was that was a positive. Um, yeah, back at church yesterday, so we're back live. Um, so that was good. To have uh, some normalcy. I was telling Chrissy today we were out for our morning walk, and I was like, man, it feels like today, this this Monday the tenth, feels like actually feels like the first Monday after the holidays because things have been so weird this first week that it now actually feels like somewhat of a routine. So, um, so that's good. That's good. Oh yeah. And a friend morning, uh, podcast daily prayer person gave me this shirt yesterday. Shout DJ. I don't know if you can read it, but it says we read, we pray, we change the world. That's what it says. That was very nice. I love it. I love it. Um, it's in print now, man. So, you know, it's official. <laughs> so, you know, it's official. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Etta. Good morning, Carol. Nathan, good morning. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. So let's do it, guys. Let's jump in. Um, we were reading Isaiah chapter 40. Um, and then Ephesians 1 and Mark 1. So, yeah. Let's see what uh, see what the Lord has to say today. Y'all ready? Let's do it. The beginning of chapter forty is awesome too. I know we didn't read it. You know we didn't read it together. That was yesterday's reading, Sundays. Um, so we're going to jump in at verse twelve. Uh, Isaiah chapter forty, verse twelve. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? <clears throat> so this is this is a this next these next few verses are going to really be accentuating the awesomeness of God and really how far above God uh, us God is like how far above us he is um uh, it reminds me of a uh, job right <laughs> it's like you know gets to a point where you're like okay you're God and I'm not <laughs> and Isaiah is going to help us remember that you know so, so maybe today you may be that may be a good word for you today you may be trying to figure out things maybe frustrated you don't like like I don't like God I don't like your plan I don't like what you're doing I don't like your plan you know uh Habakkuk is a great book about asking God about his plan and how long oh Lord oh wait I don't like that plan <laughs> but anyway maybe you're there today like I don't like the plan I don't like the way this plan's unfolding look I, with all love and respect sometimes uh you got to realize 
you aren't God. And his eyes, his his uh, his ways are higher than I, ours. His thoughts are are far beyond ours. And sometimes you just got to realize he's God, we're not, and say, Amen. Let so let it be. Just like with a, with a kid, man. You know, as a parent, it's like I don't know why we got to do this. Like, because I'm the parent. That's exactly pretty much because I'm the parent, <laughs> and I know what needs to happen. And then the kids say, what? Oh, that's dumb. What's this so dumb? <clears throat> Why do we have to go there? That's dumb. Well, because I'm the parent. And that's what we're going to do. And you're, you, know, you don't have to like it, but you have to do it. <laughs> and honestly, sometimes with God and our relationship with God is like, God, I don't like this. This is dumb. I don't, don't like what you're doing. And just hear the gentle and uh, firm voice of your heavenly father say, I know you don't like it, but we're going to do it. I know. <laughs> yeah. So this is a little reminder of God's sovereignty here in uh, chapter 40. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or the breadth of his hand marked off uh, or with the hand with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in the balance? He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to... Wait, I skipped a whole area here. I'll skip the whole... Sorry, guys. I totally skipped. I skipped a whole page here. Hold on. Who has weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in the balance? Verse 13. Sorry. <clears throat> that was very confusing. Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Who's going to say, God, I got some advice for you. God, God, and with all due respect, I know you're the ancient of days. I know you're the Alpha Omega. I know you the beginning and the end. I know you. I know you were here before everything was created. In fact, I know that you created me. But if if I can just have a minute, if I can just have a minute, uh, I've got I've got something I'd like to uh, to kind of coach you up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't work that way. Uh, but who can instruct the Lord as his counselor? Verse 14, whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Did God consult you or me when, uh, like, he's like, I want to know, I need to get some guidance here on what good and evil is. Can you kind of, can you kind of give me some insight? Did, I, did he, did, who did, who, who of, uh, who of the created order did he consult to do that? <laughs> I love this. Um. And who was it that taught him knowledge? Some people think they're smarter than God. They're not. Some people think they're smarter than Jesus. They're not. Who's taught him knowledge or who has shown him the path of understanding? Verse 15. Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. And they are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Wow. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all nations, all nations, come on, come on, somebody, all nations, pick your favorite nation. Before him, all nations are as nothing. It's mm. perspective, man. <clears throat> They are regarded by him as worthless and less 
than nothing. <clears throat> With whom then will you compare God? Mm, that's a good question. Who are we gonna compare God to? Like who's his like what's a good reference point for God? <laughs> to what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. I mean, he ain't no idol. That's the point there. But God ain't no idol. You can do that to an idol. Man-made gods, you can you can direct, decorate them up. You can make them look all pretty. You can make them look just like you want. And you can make them do exactly what you want and say what you, what you want them to say. But you can't do that with God. Come on. Come on. People have been doing that forever, man. We still That's a human problem. We create God in our own image. You know? Terry, Terry, if, if I if I create God, he's gonna look like a white dude, middle-aged white dude from the South. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's that's what we end up making God look like. He got our values, he got our beliefs, he got our skin tone, he got everything just like us. That's what we do. We create God in our own image. And whatever you're from, that's a that's a human problem. That's the oldest problem known to humanity, is we tend to make God in our own image. And we forget that God is above all nations, he's above all people. Guess what? He ain't like us. <laughs> he, he's not. We're created in his image. He's not created in our image. Come on. Yes, that's a fact. We are created in his image. We're a, we're a poor reflection of him. <clears throat> but yet, people will create a poor reflection of themselves and call it God. It's like the golden cap. You create this thing out of gold and all this stuff and and jewelry, and you, you go poof, there's a cow or a bull. And it's like, oh, there's God. We're gonna call that God. But you created it, man. You know, you know you created it. A person, verse 20, a person, a, a person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? What? Had, what is that? What is it? What have we understood? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. You, you like grasshopper. You grasshopper. <laughs> That's from a movie. You like grasshopper. Yeah. He's like reminding you, remember, God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. He is not created, nor is he subject to the creation. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. And a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. Mm, man. Awesome. The reminder of the, the, the otherness of God. You know, the beautiful thing is there's this, this balance we have to do in our, our, our lives, right? Is we have to balance the... Uh, the uh, Eminence of God or the personalness of God, the fact that God is relatable and personal and uh, comes close to us and 
we have to balance that with the otherness of God, the transcendence of God. So God's both imminent, he's close, but he's also transcendent. And so, you know, sometimes we got to just counterbalance that, you know, kind of like we talked about a little bit yesterday in worship, like God's not your homeboy. Come on. He, he ain't. <laughs> God ain't your homeboy. <laughs> I know. Sometimes we say, God, little baby Jesus, my homeboy, my dog. No, he's not. He ain't your dog. He ain't your homeboy. He ain't your brother. He's, uh, he's transcendent. Yes. And sometimes we would do well, I think, to recapture the transcendence of God. And what helps us do that? The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God and pondering the immensity of God. Man, that his, his mind, his thoughts, his ways are so far beyond ours. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's stunning. It's uh, it's uh, worthy of awe. It's worthy of awe. Ephesians chapter one. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians. Ephesians chapter one. One through fourteen. Ephesians one. One through fourteen. Let's do it. Oh, you know what I did? I didn't even say we read, we pray, we change the world today. I forgot to say it. We read, we pray, we change the world. I forgot to say that, mm. but it's on my shirt. It's on my shirt, y'all. Nice gift. Sweet. Very, very thoughtful. Thank you. All right. Ephesians chapter one. Here we go. Paul. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Kyrios Jesus Christos, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Whoa, that's a that's a uh, that's a uh, all inclusive declaration right there, right? That God the Father has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Wow, everything we need, every blessing we need, we've been given. Verse 4, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless. He chose, so before the creation of the world, he chose us to be in him and to be holy and blameless. That's what he chose us. He chose us to be holy and blameless before the creation of the world. In his sight, he chose that. He decided he wanted that. In love, he predestined us to be adopted. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. He, he destined us to be adopted through sonship. Some people are like, Is predest I don't like predestination. Well, it's in the Bible. Uh, it's the means and manner in which predestination occurred that we might want to debate or disagree on. But the notion of, strictly speaking, predestination is in the Bible and pretty clear. Right here. 
For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for the adoption of sonship through Jesus Christ in according with his pleasure and will. So before the creation of the world, he had a plan. And that plan was that his children would be adopted into sonship through how? Through Jesus Christ. That was going to be the plan. And they were going to be holy and blameless. Now, individual salvation is your decision. Uh, some people don't believe that. Some people believe that believe that was predestined too. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think we have a choice. Um, but the manner in which one would be adopted into the family of God was predestined before the creation of the world. God predestined that those who wanted to be adopted into sonship would be would do so through the Son, through Jesus Christ. If you want to be adopted in, into God's family, there's only one way that happens, and it's through Jesus. And in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glory and grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Verse 7. In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. Yes. He lavished his grace on us. Aren't you glad? Verse uh, in verse eight, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he prepared in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Wow. So at just the right time, God revealed to us his plan. He made known to us the mystery of his will. What was the mystery of his will? The mystery of his will was the way in which sons and uh, men and women would be adopted into God's family as sons and daughters, namely through his own son, Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus, we'd be adopted into his family. That was uh, the mystery of his will. The, the, his will was that um, men and women from all Jew, Jew and Gentile would be adopted into his family and become holy and blameless. That was his will. The mystery of his will, the way it was going to happen, was through Jesus Christ. That adoption into sonship was going to take place through faith in Jesus, and he made that known to us. Yeah. Verse 11, in him we were also chosen. Hey, do you know you're chosen today? You may not feel chosen, but you're chosen. Don't be the, don't be the frozen chosen. Don't, don't be the frozen chosen. Don't be, don't be frozen. And they've seen them. They're chosen, but their face don't know it yet. <laughs> you ever seen Christian like that? You know, Christian like that. It's like, I think they're saved, but their face is still um, in the process of salvation. <laughs> the, fa the face is still being converted. The, the heart, I think, is okay. But the face is still, like, is still under the weight of sin. <laughs> uh, make sure. We got to make sure our face is saved, y'all. <laughs> oh, make, make sure your face is saved. Make sure the little smile muscles, they get saved too. They got to get saved. Now, they, it, is, it is true that the, the wallet is usually the last thing to get saved. It's like, Lord Jesus, you can have my heart, but I'm keeping my money. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, you can have all of me except my wallet. <laughs> oh, man. Sheesh. In the church, they'll, they'll peek behind the window, y'all. Uh, pastors, we know this. Like, 
the last thing to come to the church is the wallet. And the first thing to leave is the wallet. <laughs> People come to the church and it take a long time before they start giving, but then they get PO'd that wallet gone long before the body leaves. <laughs> uh, uh, see, you, you, you learn a lot of morning prayer. You learn, you can see behind the scenes, man. You see behind the scenes. That's the way it is at church. A lot of little wisdom you learn in church about how things happen. And the wallet is the last to come in. It's the first to leave. <laughs> oh. there's, a, there's an old phrase, the old phrase that people in the church used to say, I'm going to withhold my tithe. <laughs> oh, I'm going to withhold. I'm mad. I don't like what they're doing with that music. So I'm going to withhold my tithe. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you something. You don't withhold your tithe. You steal from God. That's what that is. Because <laughs> your tithe ain't yours. So it, so what you're saying, I'm going to withhold my tithe. It's like, I'm going to steal God's money. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm in a crazy mood today, y'all. I'm in a crazy mood. Ca caffeine kicking in, and you never know what's going to happen. But people say that. People say that. Nah, they said that in Bayside a long time. They haven't said that in a long time. But they used to say that. I'm going to withhold my tithe. <laughs> uh, AKA, I'm going to steal God blind. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, anyway, I don't even know. I don't even know. Verse 11. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything. Oh, come on now. He works out everything. He works out everything in accordance to the plan of uh, in conformity with the purpose of his will. I love that verse. Let's read that again. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to what? The plan of him who works out everything in conformity with his purpose, with the purpose of his will. Wow. wow. And Paul loves these long sentences. So he's going to keep on going. In order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. Mm. You know, God building a big, big praise choir. That's what he's doing. The family guy, he just building a, he building a big, huge praise choir. He's getting people saved from north, south, east, west. Men, women, boys and girls, Jews, Gentiles, slave free. He make, he just, he's, he's saving up people from all over the place. He's just going to make a big praise choir. For the praise of his glory. Yes, sir. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit, who is, is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Yes. Look, God has done all these amazing things for us. He's given his, his, he's poured out his riches, everything we need. He's poured out to us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. He's given it to us. He's given it to you. And how do you know that? What's the, the Holy Spirit deposited into your life is a, is, a, is a down payment guaranteeing your adoption as sons and daughters. Yes. The Holy Spirit. So if ever you're wondering, like, am I a child of God? The Holy Spirit in you is a reminder that, yes, bears witness to the fact that you are 
a child of God and you will be with him forever. Thanks be to God. Mark chapter one, let's do it. Let's wrap it up on Mark chapter one, verses one through 13. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on today. Diving into the word of God on a Monday morning. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah. The son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet. I love Mark because Mark is like, uh, that's that right there. That's that's Mark's uh, Christmas story. <laughs> you, you want a Christmas story in Mark? That's it. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. That's it. He started. He is. That's who he is. There's no no nativity stories in Mark. He just he just jumps right to it. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts. Brother ate locusts, man. He ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Woo! He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. It's going to be that deposit in your life guaranteeing your inheritance. Mm. Yes. At the same time, at that time, Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee was baptized by John in the Jordan. We just celebrated that on the Epiphany, right? The uh, baptism of Jesus. That was uh, part of the uh, celebration. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Wow. Much has been said about this, but this is uh, God, the father speaking blessing over his son in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So yes, the, the Trinity is there present. Uh, but it's interesting that at this point, Jesus, Jesus hasn't started his ministry proper. He hasn't really started his ministry, but God has already declared him beloved. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is what it's about. This is, a, this is, this is, what's, this is what was meant to happen. This was part of the plan from way back. This was the plan. It's my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. Hey, there may be a word for you today. God is well pleased with you. You don't have to earn his approval. You don't have to perform today to make him love you. God already loves you. You are his son. You are his daughter. You don't have to go out and do something fantastic today to earn his approval. Now go out and do something fantastic. That'd be great. But that doesn't earn God's approval. Right? I mean, go, go and kill it today. Dude, be awesome. That, that, that doesn't earn God's approval. And so we actually, God's approval is the launching pad by which, from which we go and do great things for God. But it, we, don't, we don't go do great things for God with the hope of crossing the finish line of his approval. 
No, his approval is the starting line. Whoa. Come on, somebody. Somebody might need to hear that today. You, you, you think you got to earn God's approval. You got to work and, and impress God to earn his approval. Remember what we read in chapter 40? Who, who's ever counseled God? It's Listen, God's really hard to impress. He's seen a whole lot. <laughs> He's seen a whole lot. He's been there a whole lot. He, he made everything. He loves you. He delights in you. You don't have to try to impress him. He already approves of you and loves you through your adoption into Christ Jesus. He already, he already loves you. The, your acceptance, your approval is the starting line. It's not the finish line. Some people try to live their lives trying to cross the finish line of God's approval. That ain't how it works. That ain't the gospel. The gospel is you have been approved in Jesus. Now go run. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Verse 12, at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels attended to him. It's awesome. That's awesome. Angels took care of Jesus. Love it. All right, you guys. So glad to have you guys on. Thanks for being a part of the morning prayer today. Daily podcast. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. And we, uh, we're reminded once again that you are uh, transcendent, that you are far above us. You are far beyond us. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. They're higher than ours. God, we, we confess that we are not worthy to consult you. We are not worthy to counsel you. We are not wise enough to uh, offer you suggestions. You are omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent everywhere. And God, we just, uh, we bow our hearts. We bow our hearts in the presence of your holiness. And uh, we thank you that being such an amazing, all-powerful God, you yet approve of us in Jesus. So thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you for salvation that is in his name. And so today, Lord, we go out. We go out not trying to earn your approval, but we go out with your approval to do great things, to do good things in your name. So Lord, I pray for my friends today. May you bless and encourage each and every one of them. May this not only be a good day, but a good week and a good month. And Lord... Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.